Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, um, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and we have a very special podcast for you. It's the um, May edition of the uh, post-board meeting recap. So we have several topics to discuss here with uh, the newly um, inaugurated for this term board president Robert Riggs and board vice president Gail Sims. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. So how does it feel to be in that role, you know, to be able to know that you're repeating the role of president and vice president for the 2022-23 school year? Yeah, I think we're both very excited uh, to continue in another year. And and I want to publicly acknowledge Gail again. Uh, Trustee Sims has been re-elected. It was great with um, just to process through and see her um, not have a competition this time around, but uh, to go through that process. And um, the election process of uh, board officers is great. Uh, it, it is a done in public, and it's um, just a, an incredible honor to serve uh, the community and to serve the board in this way. So, And it's great to have a partner like uh, Trustee Sims there to make sure that I don't mess up anything. <laughs> And I look forward to just continuing to serve uh, in any capacity, actually. Uh, I enjoy serving with Robert. Robert just has a lot of good ideas, and he knows how to go after things. And uh, a lot of times, he and I will just kind of bounce stuff off each other to make sure we're both uh, doing right. I'd also like to uh, commend uh, Ramona Ross Bacon who was elected as the treasurer, uh, treasurer. Secretary. Secretary. <laughs> Secretary of the board as well. Yes. Uh, she was elected. And then you and, also had a new trustee, and, um, you know, right. sworn in, who was uh, Karma Morgan. Mm-hmm. Karma comes uh, to the board with a lot of experience. She's uh, an educator. She's had and still has daughters in the district. So she has a lot of uh, connection to the district. And, you know, I, you know, just listening to her at our first meeting, she, she's going to be a very good uh, addition to the board, someone who can help us kind of understand, for those of us who aren't educators, kind of understand some of the things we need to uh, go after just to make our uh, district a lot better. That's exactly right. We're, we're excited to have Karma uh, yes. Trustee Morgan join us as well, and um, she's going to do a great job. It is really pretty remarkable to step back and look at the backgrounds and experience levels of all the board members. Each of us kind of have our area of expertise that we're most confident in and have held jobs in for many, many years. And um, we have and Trustee Sims with her background in HR and municipal government, understanding that, and especially in these times of budgets and human resource and what you can and can't do. We have educators on the board. We have those in the past that have been really involved in um, social emotional learning and growth and uh, 
I'm going to say uh, emotional uh, um, development issues, um, just quite a few background and strengths. And so it's great to have a, a volunteer board like ours um, that everybody comes with their own strengths and um, participates. We have parents of kids in the district. We have those like me that have our kids that have um, graduated in the last several years. And so it's a real good broad spectrum, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Okay, so um, I know you had a whole bunch of people at the meeting um, at the beginning, and then um, I know toward the end of the meeting there weren't as many people there, but uh, with good reason. They had homework to do and uh, assignments to complete, but you had your scholar recognition, which was everything from academics, fine arts, and um, athletics, and then you had some parent liaisons recognized as well. So what was it like to honor all of those people at the most recent meeting? You know, it, it, I, I don't want to start naming names or anything like that, but it's always, always an honor to uh, recognize our scholars, recognize athletes, rec just recognize our students and let them know how much we appreciate the work that they are putting in uh, to make our district successful and for them to be successful uh, to go on their work some scholarships that were, you know, announced that were like, wow, uh, and just um, uh, students that have signed on uh, to go continue the athletic and their academic careers uh, in college. It is just always uh, such an honor to see these kids and to see the, and to know that the work that they have put in is being seen and is being honored uh, by the board. Right. I think in these times, as uh, being on the trustee bench, and you know, we're kind of elevated over in a really fancy wood seats, and it's always great. But the stars of the show are the students, and we know yes. that. Uh, we recognize that. And parents that have been diligent uh, to take care of their kids and to make sure that the kids are. Uh, choosing the right friends and are staying committed to doing their homework even when it doesn't feel good and they're involved in sports and they're taking to band practice or clubs or other things early in the morning or late at night um, all some you know all year long that's happening we know that and an event like um, the meeting that we had where we had 60 names brought before us I, I have the great joy of arriving early signing all of these certificates and being able to read the names and see the events and understand the hours and hours of commitment, effort that go in, it, it's so rewarding. Um, so as it, just for the opportunity to realize there are great students, scholars in our district that have applied themselves over years and they are accomplishing the highest level. And, and right now, um, there is a lot of press. Um, there is a lot of visibility to those things that are not going right. And I recognize that. Um, those that we acknowledged came and attended the same schools. They went to the same classes. They did all the work that they've done all along. Um, and they're the ones that are now out there graduating with 1,400 plus on the SAT and ACT yes. and getting million dollar scholarships. 
to continue their studies. They're going on to band, they're going on to sports, they're going on to CTE items, uh, just all over. And at the moment we step back and realize well, all, the, all the negative that is out there, the positive is amazing. And uh, it's great to see it. It's great to see for families that have just continued to press forward. And, and those kids are gonna do great. And uh, they would have done great in any schools, but these are ones that attended Cedar Hill some of them since kindergarten, all the way through the programs in the high school, and are ready for the next step. So, what a great day that was! Yes. Mm -hmm. So I know moving forward, we have a new bell schedule for 2022-23. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, we with three different pickup times. In the past, we've run, uh, um, we've had a set of buses, and it's close to 50 something buses that it's taken to operate and run. Um, routes that would drop kids off and all the schools would start in two times. Um, so the early run and the late run. By moving that to three runs, um, that is we're going to now have three groups, we won't need to keep all of those buses in operating condition. It allows us to let kind of mothball a few that are older and not have to repair those. So it's a wise economic decision, um, but it also allows us to kind of streamline some administrative costs and focus those back into the classrooms, uh, which is going to be overall the, the important task for us as we move forward. Okay, great, great. And then um, I know we have a couple um, exciting new hires, one from the district, within the district, and another externally. Um, we have a PMS director, um, Jermaine Jones, who came from uh, Richardson ISD. And yes. then... Um, Katrina Lemons, who'd worked in the special education office at Cedar Hill, and now she's going to be the principal at Permenter Middle School starting um, in July. That's great. Um, and looking at the, their uh, biographies and all, uh, Mr. Jones brings a wealth of knowledge on PEAMS uh, and getting that all in order and everything. He has a wealth of knowledge, and I am. I, for one, am truly looking forward to having him there and making sure we are getting everything correct in there that needs to be correct. I'm looking forward to Ms. Lemons coming in and just continuing what he had already started and just taking it to the next level. That's a good point. For those that don't know, PEAMS is the record-keeping requirements that a school has to keep in it. In if you didn't know, we receive all of our revenue comes based on the number of students that attend. So being able to track those students, identify which programs they're in, uh, whether they're getting their CTE credits, they're in class at the right time, and just turning in and making sure that the state uh, is, is satisfied with all of our um, documenting processes, that's going to be a lot. Um, coming from a much larger district that has 30 schools, um, to Cedar Hill puts us in a very good place. So uh, we're excited about what uh, Mr. Jones brings. And then as um, the SPED, uh, that is a great training ground for how to teach and train and administrate for kids. So it's a great training ground for the principal role. And uh, we're excited to see how uh, soon to be Dr. Lemons will fare for us. We're excited. Okay. Thank you. Great. And then, so we have a new partnership with an organization called 
Teachworthy, tell me about yeah. that. Teachworthy is a grow your own program. And what that is, is we are looking at those individuals who want a teaching career. And we are willing to put put some money and some uh, effort behind it to make sh- to get these people accredited uh, to be able to teach. These are people who are already in the district. They are already do- helping and assisting teachers uh, with uh, uh, instruction and all. And it, now they're, we're in a process to be able to help them become accredited. Uh, to be able to teach. Uh, it's Right now, we're going to start in our elementary schools, uh, working with those paraprofessionals, those individuals, uh, and helping them to get, uh, and it looks like it's with Indiana Wesleyan University, uh, who will be assisting us in uh, preparing these individuals. That's it. Mike, uh, Robert? No, you bet. We... Um, these, these individuals that are being recommended for this have been identified by the principals of these schools as top-level paraprofessionals. And just think through, you know, in, in, in this last few years where teachers have been running away from the profession, there are some people that are running the other direction and coming to the schools to help. And the paraprofessionals that have done that have come in, they're not making a lot of money in that role. And uh, so this is a way for them to move quickly into the teaching ranks uh, to be able to work in a degree completion kind of program with a credited school, be able to earn their certification and double, some of them more than double their pay over a short period of time. So it really is a win for the, for the paraprofessional soon-to-be teachers. It's a win for the district um, that we're committed finding people and I think it's also it's a win for the scholars those kids um, they they are going to be familiar with their teacher their teacher is going to be there they're going to be there through the school and the principals will really really um, appreciate having that longevity of the paraprofessionals these are folks typically that live in the district so we're the closest to their home we're the most convenient and they've already shown that commitment. So it's great to see this and be a partner with that kind of school. And l- let me just say, we had already started a mentoring program for new teachers coming in. This is going to just be another level uh, that we're going to have. They will have mentors. They will have people who are right there with them, uh, teachers who have been teaching right there with them to help them get through this program. Okay, so I know that um, the athletics department is very excited about this. There was uh, recently a um, considerable donation for the weight room. I'll jump in on this one. This is um, just watching our athletic director and our entire team and their focus. Um, Ms. Benjamin has done a, Coach Benjamin, as many refer to her, has done a fantastic job. Uh, you've heard about, or last time we came and talked with you about the brand new scoreboard that we're going to have at the high school stadium, as well as the two high school gymnasiums, and being able to do that this year, or this month, one month later, uh, we have an $87,000 donation 
that is going to bring 20 weight stations to the high school. And Coach Benjamin has already drafted out it. We have 16 existing weight stations that have been there for a long time that need to be replaced, but they are actually much nicer than anything we have um, at the middle level schools. And so um, she's going to take those weight stations that are currently there and distribute those out. So it will benefit, this one gift will benefit not just your student athletes at the high school level, but all throughout the district. So um, just again, these are, this is not taxpayer money, this is outside funded funds, and it will create for us just that ongoing sense that um, we're providing great quality education, but also great quality athletics, which actually drives kids to want to be in school um, to need to be in school in order to be on the teams and be representing their school. You know, uh, just putting a little plug in there, uh, when you're talking about uh, wanting to be an athlete makes them want to be in school. I know Coach Benjamin uh, had a presentation, and in that pre presentation, she said that between our 7th graders to our 12th graders, they have an 84 percent uh, passing rate. So it, it's athletics is leading these kids, you know, to be uh, successful even in their academics as well. Okay, so um, I know we spoke about the uh, recent uh, superintendent's contract. I know Superintendent Gerald Hudson, it'll be three years soon since he's arrived at Cedar Hill ISD. So what can you tell me about the recent contract? No, you bet. The, the um, school board trustees, one of the key responsibilities we have in addition to setting tax rate is to hire and to oversee the performance of the superintendent. Dr. Hudson, as you had mentioned, has now been with us three years, and that is a commitment. That was a, um, an, uh, an overwhelming need that the members of the community, community identified for us, as we wanted someone that would be in that seat, that would be successful, and that would be steady, that we would not have a turnover, and school board superintendent, we're pleased uh, that based on Dr. Hudson's performance, especially through three very challenging years. This was a very difficult year, and yet uh, we're very pleased in the direction the district is headed. We're pleased in the progress we're making overall, and we're certainly not a perfect district. we got issues and things we want to address, but Dr. Hudson is our leader. We're confident in his direction, and we were pleased to be able to extend his contract and to renew him for another year and in addition to those two that are outstanding. So uh, we're hoping that he will be here for quite a while um, to come and uh, that the district will continue to make progress. Amen. <laughs> okay. And then um, I know you all are hard at work um, when it comes to the um, upcoming 2022-2023 uh, budget. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, we did have a presentation, uh, and with each meeting, we, we get a presentation just to let us know where they are at, what they, how they are doing, and what is available. Uh, we, we're 
we're really working with what we have and staying within uh, budget uh, with what we have. It's it, it it's some work. It is some work. Yeah. No, I think this is my eighth year to, to be on the board, so it's my seventh budget, I think, through the process. And um, this is going to be the most challenging year I've ever seen. Uh, as, as we talked earlier, that um, the revenue is all based on student attendance. And as you can imagine, uh, with the lingering effects of a pandemic, which we were dealing with the Delta variant back in November, as early as November, it's only three or four months ago, um, that we are dealing with that. And each time one of those variants comes and people are sick or stay home or are concerned, um, those are revenue dollars that don't come to the district. And those are not just a small amount, those are millions of dollars uh, that don't come. And worse yet, we don't have the opportunity to teach those kids and they don't have the opportunity to advance like they would be if they were in the classroom. Uh, we also have teachers that are going to be out and need to maintain for their own health and for the health of their family. And so that is going to cause um, a shortfall in all of the revenue projections. We are praying that next year we're back up into the expectation of normal and we're returned. But we need to acknowledge that that's not 100% likely, that we're still going to face some challenges. And those folks that are in that younger ages especially kindergarten through third grade. Um, we, we need them in school, and um, it's not just because we need the money. We ultimately feel that's the best, healthiest place for them to be to learn and grow. Um, so as we look forward to a budget, we are anticipating the tightest budget season I've ever seen, at least in my seven budgets. So um, we, need your, we need God's wisdom. We need clear direction. And uh, we're going to make some really tough choices as we go forward. And um, so we appreciate uh, the input that we've received from the committees. I, I want to bring up this point of the Longhorn Futures Committee that has been meeting for the last eight weeks, uh, looking at the physical facilities and campuses and identifying needs and helping us to prioritize those needs. Um, they're going to come with a recommendation in June. Uh, and present that to us, and we are going to receive it. Um, we are also evaluating all the possible creative ways that we can go forward and, pro and provide good raises for our teachers and uh, exactly. administration, um, and also continue that work of bringing those folks that are making in the $11 an hour up to a, to a $12, $13, $14, $15 an hour range. So, um, there is a lot of work we have to do, uh, and it's going to, we're not finished yet. So um, we'll hopefully have that budget ready in early June and start disseminating it out. And then we'll have a vote to, uh, to go live or to, to make it be the, the direction we follow here starting July 1st. So, Trustee Sims? Uh, you, you've said it all. You've said it all. We are. Like you said, I think the most important thing is that this is going to be a very tight budget for us that we have to uh, work with. And uh, we're doing the best we can. And what, but one of the things that is very important uh, for us is how we uh, will be able to take care of our teachers. Yeah. Uh, our, our teachers are very, 
vital to us, and we want them to know that they are in uh, creating a budget that will take care of them uh, as well as everything else. Yeah. And kind of finally, Michael, I do want to thank the, those parents. There are 70 to 80 uh, community members, parents, um, folks that have been on that and served on the Longhorn Futures Committee. Uh, just how much we appreciate the time and effort and the uh, seriousness with which they have attacked um, their purposes. And uh, we do look forward to the information they bring to us. We're, we're not sure what that will be, um, but we look forward to hearing their recommendations here in a few weeks and uh, going from there. So thank you. Okay, well, thank you both very much for um, being here on the podcast, and we'll uh, see you next month in June. Thank you All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you, Michael. Bye. It's always a great day to be alone.